Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. I'm going to start off talking about this big tri-state versus deep south battle region wars i'm not sure what they're calling it this is a very difficult event to understand i'm going to give it to you as best i understand it there are going to be multiple teams over multiple rounds right now they're in round one the entire round one team for the tri-state has been picked matt barone is in charge of that team there are still a couple members of the Deep South team to be picked. Jeremy Steigerwald is in charge of that team. Apparently, they're each going to get a singles competitor. Each one will have a different 10 skill. And then they'll battle. As far as how the points are going to work, that all remains to be seen. There's already apparently also plans in the works for round two, which I'm guessing is going to have different teams. That's what I understand. This event has not been communicated well. I think a lot of that is because they're just kind of doing this on the fly. They don't have everything worked out ahead of time. So it's just coming across the way I perceive it. It's coming across as a big mess. I will try to give you the event as much as I understand. I will try to report on it as best I can. But if the reporting coming out is confused, understand it's because my perception of this event is that it is a jumbled mess. Along with that event, the SRG boss Steve Resk has also announced they're going to do a Midwest Coast versus CCW City of Champions Wrestling. That is the local play group in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. Dave Marisak is apparently supposed to be the captain slash general manager of the Midwest Coast side. The big guy is going to be running the CCW team. That is all the news I have about that. I don't know anything else besides that. There are supposed to be prizes for both of these events, both the Tri-State versus Deep South and the Midwest Coast versus CCW. No idea what that prizing might be. But those are going on. Look for news about those two Region Wars events coming soon. I'll give it to you when I have it. No idea when any of it is going to take place. And since Region Wars are like Faction Wars, Faction Wars 3 update, no news on Faction Wars 3. I don't know when we'll get any news on Faction Wars 3. We're still in the finals. Higher class versus impact. But I have no news since the captain's match at Origins that the higher class won. And speaking of long, drawn-out events, match number five in the 2021 CCC has wrapped. Time Bomb Tim versus the Memes Dealer. This is the closest match I have seen in round two. Based on what I've seen, it looks like 
the memes dealer may have edged this out. That's unofficial. Wait for the official announcement. More than likely coming next Wednesday, July 13th, during Talk of the Universe. But just casual glance, it feels like the memes dealer edged out this match. The last match in round two, which will kick off Wednesday, July 13th, 10 p.m. Eastern, and run until that Saturday, the 16th, at 8 p.m. Eastern, is going to be between the Cuddle Commando's own Private Cuddles and Harvey Luster. So look for that voting to kick off in just a few days. Convention news. This weekend coming up. So July 15th through 17th at Southern Friday Gaming Expo. July 14th through 17th at Kineticon. Two big conventions. Kineticon in Hartford, Connecticut. Southern Friday Gaming Expo in Atlanta, Georgia. If you're interested in attending, I encourage you to check out the websites. All the attendance information is there where you can buy your tickets. All that is on their websites. Kineticon is spelled exactly like Connecticut, except instead of the last letters being U-T, the last letters are O-N. Otherwise, spelled exactly the same. Southern Fried Gaming Expo, spelled exactly like it sounds. We have a match card for Southern Fried Gaming Expo. This is going to be taking place on Friday, July 15th, starting at 9 p.m., because there is an actual live wrestling event running from 7 to 9 at the Expo. This is going to happen after that. Four matches on the card, and I'll go in order from the opening match to the main event. We have, from the bottom of the card up, the ACCW Underworld Championship match. Rob Britt, the champion, will face a mystery opponent as the challenger. We have the ACCW Tornado Tag Team Championship. The champion, Brian Lee, will face the winner of the number one contender event. That event hasn't happened yet, so whoever wins that will face Brian Lee for the ACCW Tornado Tag Team Championship. There's going to be a 60-minute Ironman Tag Team Match for the Deep South Tag Team Championship. The champion's house arrest will be challenged by the Mop Boys. And then finally, the main event, the Deep South Heavyweight Championship, will be on the line. The champion, Bob Dunn, will take on the challenger, Practicite, in a Psycho Rules match. I found the stipulation when I saw it to be quite intriguing. You do not see Psycho Rules very often. It's one of the oldest stipulations in the game. But that's going to be the stipulation for the main event for the Deep South Championship match, Psycho Rules. That is going to do it for the big stories from this week before I get to the online tournament results. There are a couple of odds and ends first. The first, some championship news. The World Heavyweight Championship of the Legendary Fighting Federation, currently held by Eddie Fury, will be defended in just a couple weeks, July 21st. That, I believe, is a Thursday, a week from next Thursday. Eddie Fury will be putting the title on the line 
against the challenger Bob Dunn. This will take place in Las Vegas, Nevada at the MGM Grand. Look for that in just over a week. I don't know if there are any stipulations, but LFF World Heavyweight Championship match, MGM Grand, Eddie Fury versus Bob Dunn. And then the other bit of news, there was a match related to the uh, Tri-State versus Deep South that took place after Talk of the Universe. The Shogun playing as Jay White versus the SRG Boss playing as Lobo Suicida. Standard singles match went to Crowdmere 3. The SRG Boss took the victory from what I understand. I could be wrong about this. Again, because of what I've told you about this Region Wars event. Take this with a grain of salt. Because the SRG Boss won, the Shogun will not be eligible to be on the Round 2 team for the Deep South in the Region Wars matchups. Again, I could be wrong about this. That was my understanding. With that, let's talk about the tournaments from this past week. We'll start with the one I could not get to last Sunday. We had a Sunday night Boss Roddy beatdown. There were 20 players in this event, five groups of four players. Top two from each group advanced. What this ended up doing is it set the stage for two triple threats to make the top cut. After all the triple threats, or I should probably say triad matches. I still think of them as triple threats, but they're now called triad matches. We get to a basically a top eight. These are special guest referee matches with Mambada as a special guest referee. Then do a top four, a New York rules stipulation in the top four in the semis, and then the finals. And the third place matches are sticks, stairs, and chairs matches. The top four. In this event, end up being in fourth place. The judge, Tim Riley, as the original Katie Kitty. In third place, Prince Butters as Copycat. The finalists are Hold the Line Harry, playing as Mr. Snap. And Andrew Mechie, playing as the Mad One, with Andrew Mechie winning. With the Mad One, congratulations to Andrew Mechie for winning the Boss Ready Beatdown. As a result... His Mad One deck was featured on Talk of the Universe. So, again, kudos to him for his success there, the Harm City Hitman, starting off this week with the victory. That brings us to Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. This was a big Thursday Night Fights event. There were 26 players in this event, four groups of four, two groups of five. Top two from each group advanced into the top cut, meaning that there were 12 players in the first round of the top cut. So they used triple threat, a.k.a. triad matches, in the opening round of the top cut to get from 12 players down to four players. They did use an accelerated crowd meter for these triple threats to get through them. And then it looks like the semifinals and the finals matches had no stipulations. The top four were in fourth place, playing as Flyboy, 
Bob Dunn in third place, playing as the Grump, John Polrino. The finalists were Chris Pate as Peter Lionheart and the Cheetah as Dana Might with the winner, Chris Pate as Peter Lionheart. Congratulations to Chris Pate for winning Thursday Night Fights. This brings us to Friday. The general manager for the trios division, Chris Pagillo, the Italian Mombata, hosts a pop-up trios event. Twelve players in the event. I don't have any details about how the actual matches worked out, but I can give you the top four. The top four in this event were, in fourth place, playing as the My Girls Trio, the Fireball. In third place, playing as Mew World Order, the Cheetah. In second place, playing as Newman's Henchman, Chibi and the Winner. Playing as Brain Trust, one of the three members of the Brain Trust, Brian Waitfort Schmidt. Congratulations to him for winning this pop up event, the General Manager Bombada Triopalooza. Now that's going to bring us to Sunday night. As I'm recording this, there are two events scheduled to be happening Sunday night. The first is a Sunday night fights match card. I have no idea what the matches on this match card are supposed to be. I don't know anything about the matches. Nothing has been announced publicly. I know that the finals of the number one contender event for the trios championship were supposed to happen on Sunday Night Fights. As of right now, as I'm recording this, I do not believe they're going to be taking place. There are supposed to be two other matches. I have no details about those, and I want to talk about this because I feel like there's something being lost with this Sunday Night Fights, and that's this. One of the big aspects of this game is promos, people promoting their upcoming matches. As of right now, with no official announcement of the Sunday Night Fights match card, how are people supposed to make promos? when the matches aren't determined with enough time for people to promote them. To me, with this Sunday Night Fights, they should not have tried to rush to get it done in a week. There should be enough time to schedule these out so people in the matches can cut promos. And if they don't want to cut promos, the people organizing the matches can cut promos. But promos are such an important part of this game, it's something that's being overlooked because of the rush to fill these Sunday night fight match cards. I'm going to recommend slow down. I've said this multiple times. It feels like things in this game are either stretched out too long or they're rushed. And with this Sunday night fights thing, this is rushed. Slow down, announce a match card. Give people a week, a week and a half, two weeks to know who's in the event. Give the people in the matches, give the people promoting the matches time to make promos, to build hype, so people will want to tune in and watch these matches. And that brings me to the other point. Because 
the SRG boss has announced that at the exact same time that the Sunday Night Fights match card is going on, the long-awaited free event for hitting certain sub-goals on Twitch is going to be running at the same time. To me, the moment that event was announced, Sunday Night Fights should have been canceled. The whole point of Sunday Night Fights is to bring eyeballs, get viewers for the Twitch channel. The moment you run a competing event for free, opposite Sunday Night Fights, you are drawing eyeballs away from this Sunday Night Fights thing you're trying to get people to watch. It makes no sense to me to divide your audience, to divide your players in this fashion. Either we're promoting Sunday Night Fights or we're doing this free event, which is a Tornado Tag Team event. Doing both to me is a bad idea. It's also kind of a bad idea because people who are going to be in these matches are less than likely to now be able to participate in the free event. Now, Steve Resk has said that you can do both, but there are going to be delays if your opponent is currently in a match on Sunday Night Fights. I don't know how this is going to work. I can't imagine trying to run an event and have to deal with people who aren't available for the event because they're in a featured match on Twitch. That, to me, recipe for disaster. But that is what they're going to do. Now, I will give you the results as best I can, if I can, before this show is published. I may be able to give you the Sunday Night Fights results. I don't know about the Tornado event. I will do my best. It's going to be tricky because both are going to be going on late into Sunday evening. If I can give you the results, I'll give you the results right here. And I was actually able to get some results from Sunday night. I'll give you the partial from the event first, and then I'll give you the full results. And actually, I will say that the uh, SRG boss's plan to run the event and to run Sunday Night Fights simultaneously so far appears to have worked out. At the time I'm recording, the boss's free Tornado Tag Team event is still ongoing. There were 32 players, 8 groups, 4 players per group, top 2 from each group advanced. So we had a top 16 cut. I just left the Zoom room where they were running that. And I can tell you that they are in the midst of the round of 16. And I am pleasantly surprised at how well it appears, at least from my end, it ran. So kudos to the boss, kudos to Steve Resk for running a smooth event. I'll report on the top 16 next week because, unfortunately, I will not get to have the results fully. I can tell you that in the top 16, as of right now, here are the stipulations. Round of 16, Psycho Circus, quarterfinals, special guest referee, General Lee Wong, 
semifinals, Ring of Fire, and the finals will be a submission match starting at Crowd Meter 2. I'm looking forward to seeing what the results are, but that's where it stands right now with the Bosses free Tornado Tag Team event as a result of meeting certain goals on Twitch. Now, Sunday Night Fights. Unfortunately, I was not able to get the coverage I would like on Sunday Night Fights because I was in that tournament. Unfortunately, I did not make the top 16, but I was in that tournament. I'll give you the results of the matches as best I can. The first match is from Bob Dunn's CAC tournament, the final match in the first round of the top cut. Fatal four-way match. We have Michael Kerr as Danhausen versus Johnny Korea as Unique versus Private Cuddles as the original Mr. Snap versus Pride as the Italian Bombata. This match went all the way to Crowd Meter 2. At Crowd Meter 2, Private Cuddles hits a finish against, I believe it was, Michael Kerr playing as Danhausen, and he rolls an 11. And there's a bit of controversy here because the other two players, Johnny Korea and Pride, forego making save rolls to help Michael Kerr break out, meaning that Private Cuddles wins with an 11. A very strange decision for Johnny Korea and Pride, knowing that while they obviously could have made the save rolls and those save rolls could have failed, not making those save rolls guaranteed that they lost the match. It's always a strange situation when players essentially forego taking the opportunity to win and are willing to essentially accept losing. Very strange. That is a controversy that's going on, so I need to bring that up. But that's what happened. Private Cuddles wins the match with an 11 against Michael Kerr, who receives no help from his other opponents. And so Private Cuddles will join Nick Nimble, Arcade Addict Aaron, and Jared Tyndall in the semifinals. When the semifinals happen, the matchups and the stipulations will not be known at the time of those matches. It's going to be random pairings and random stipulations. And then, once the semifinals have concluded, the finals will start that same night. Also, random stipulation in the finals. So there will be no break between the semifinals and the finals. The final three matches, the two semifinals matches and the finals match, will happen on the same night. That night has yet to be announced. I will report on that when I have that information. Also, and this was emphasized to me by Bob Dunn, winning this tournament does not guarantee that you will receive the competitor from Bob Dunn. It is going to be a factor. That will weigh heavily in your favor, but it is not the sole factor. So keep in mind, winning this tournament does not guarantee the winner the created competitor. That was the first match of Sunday Night Fights and the related fallout. Second match in Sunday Night Fights. The trios 
number one contender tournament finals. Michael Kerr playing as the Elite against yours truly playing as Ursus the Wrestling Bear. The match went to crowd meter one. I'd like to say that I won, but unfortunately, Michael Kerr at crowd meter one rolls a 31. I'm unable to break out, and he wins the number one contender tournament. He will be the next opponent for Rowdy Ron for the trio's championship. Congratulations to him for doing that. It's going to be Michael Kerr and the Elite taking on the champion. From what I understand, the next two contenders for the championship will be Kirk Polka, and then I, at least right now, will be a contender with Ursus the Wrestling Bear for this trio's championship. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm still lifetime banned. I was really hoping to get unbanned winning this, but that didn't happen, so I'm still banned. Unfortunate. Never get banned. I wanted to say that because I've heard people talk about, oh, I don't want to go for championships. If this happens, I'll give up. No, never get banned. Being banned is not fun. You know, there's so many things I'd love to do. I'd love to go for a locals championship. I'd love to challenge somebody. I'd love to play for the balloon belt. No, ban means can't do it. Never get banned. It's the worst. But that's the Trios Championship. Michael Kerr will be the next contender to face Rowdy Ron for that belt. Last match. And again, missed this match due to the Tornado Tag Team Tournament. Cuddle Commandos, Civil War, Leadership Challenge, the Italian Bombada playing as Shaggy Shark versus Matt Nealon playing as Matt Nealon. It ends up being a no-DQ match. I don't know if both players knew going in that it would be no disqualification. I do know that Matt Nealon attempted to use Smack with the Shovel as a finish. The Italian Mambada was able to counter that with a bootlegger. He does not win the finish roll that results from the bootlegger. The match ends up going to crowd meter two. At crowd meter two, the Mambada hits a finish, rolls a 10. And Matt Nealon is unable to break out. The Italian Mambada wins the Cuddle Commandos Challenge match. Where does that leave the Cuddle Commandos going forward? I don't know. But congratulations to him for winning. And that's going to do it for the updates from Sunday night. Again, I will get you the results of the Tornado Tag Team event next week. And with that being said, that's going to do it. For this episode of the Outlaw Mudcast, I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.